Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. We're always looking for the next breakthrough for autism, and today's expert is here to talk to us about an exciting new therapy involving stem cells. Dr. Ernesto Gutierrez is a published and extensively educated physician. He received his medical degree from Anuak University's Faculty of Medicine, the most prestigious private medical school in Latin America. Since then, he has spent considerable time training in the U.S., and abroad, achieving postgraduate degrees in age management and regenerative medicine. One of the most significant aspects of Dr. Gutierrez's training background is his well-rounded approach in the area of whole-person medicine, which sets the standards of patient care at the World Stem Cells Clinic, where each patient is not seen as a disease, but as a whole, complex human being. Dr. Gutierrez joined World Stem Cells Clinic first as medical director and soon after was appointed as president for the clinic, the lab, and the research facility. His passion toward the development of novel therapeutic approaches to previously untreatable conditions has driven the clinic's team to develop a unique, safe, and highly effective advanced stem cell therapy for autism, which has already changed the lives of hundreds of patients and families. He's here to talk to us all about it. He'll be one of our speakers later this month at the Autism Education Summit in Dallas, and he's here to talk to give us a little preview about what he'll be chatting with us about later this month, and he's here to answer all your questions and chat autism with you. Please welcome Dr. Ernesto Gutierrez. Hi, Dr. Gutierrez. Hello. Good morning. How's everyone? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Can you hear me well? I just want to make sure of that. Yes, can you can you hear me well? I can hear you perfectly. Perfect. So we're we're really excited. I know um we had a lot of good questions come in from our community um because this is so new to everybody, stem cell therapy. It's it's kind of been um in the in the autism community a little chatter um for for a while now, but it's still it's still pretty new and still pretty breakthrough. So everyone's really excited to to hear you speak at the summit. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I'm I'm actually very excited to go. I was just talking to to another mom yesterday about this, and uh, I'm actually very very excited because I realized that there are a lot of questions out there about stem cell therapy, what we do, how it can help your child, and I'm really looking forward to being of service. Absolutely. So let's um, let's start with 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 a basic question, and that is, what is stem cell therapy? Well, stem cell therapy, um, I, I posted something uh, along these lines in one of the blog posts that you uh, that you guys very graciously offered me. And you and I and everyone alive, really, we all have stem cells. And what these stem cells do is they repair our damaged tissue. So the wear and tear of everyday life obviously is, is damaging our tissues. We're talking about our lungs, our heart, our our gut, everything is damaged, so we need new cells to actually repair these. 
these cells are called stem cells. And what they do, think of it as, as, as generic cells, and they eventually become whatever kind of tissue that we need them to become. So I always tell my students that the easiest way to, to imagine this is to think about a child who's going maybe to elementary school. And this child will eventually decide which way he or she wants to go to, whether it is towards medical school or business school or law or architecture or whatever it is. And then they can further specialize. And the same thing happens with our, with our stem cells. That process is called differentiation. And when we have these generic cells, depending on the tissue that they are going to start repairing, they start differentiating towards cartilage or bone or muscle or neurons or, or all different kinds of uh, tissues. So which type of cells are used? Because I, I know in one of your articles that you wrote um, for the Generation Rescue blog, you talked about the different types of stem cells. So which types of stem cells are used in this therapy? Well, there are there are there are two main groups of uh, stem cells. We're talking adult stem cells and embryonic stem cells. Embryonic stem cells are the ones that are derived from embryos. So these these cells actually have a much stronger potential down the road, but they're also we know a lot less about them. So they're they're not ready for prime time. Uh, those are the ones that are associated with with problems down the road because we simply don't fully understand them just yet. Then we have adult stem cells, and those are the ones that we use here. Uh, however, adult stem cells, and they can be derived from children. It doesn't it doesn't mean that that they have to be they have to come from adults. It's just okay. that they are mature cells. So these cells they can either be autologous, meaning that they're derived from the same patient, or allogeneic, which means that they are from somebody else. Those that's the case, for instance, with cord blood cells and and those kind of things where they are not from the same patient. So those are the ones that we use here at World Stem Cells Clinic, and those are the ones that we have seen are, are safest, and they give us, they give us good results in, in autism. They're not the ones that should be used for every kind of condition, uh, such as ALS and uh, several other purely genetic disorders, uh, but for autism, these are the ones that, that work the best with the, with the highest safety. So what, what role do stem cells play specifically in patients with autism? Well, several. The, the, the key component is when we, when the great advantage that we have, let me just backtrack a little bit, is that when we talk about stem cell therapy is that we can concentrate these stem cells. So this is our repair mechanism that we can concentrate, we can create a pure infusion, and then we can direct them. So we can, we can deposit them where they need to go. In the particular case of autism, we can we can reinfuse these cells into the cerebrospinal fluid through a lumbar puncture, and the cells will float in in the cerebrospinal fluid. They will flow towards the brain and they will bathe the brain and the central nervous system. And what they achieve is they return that stage of of, of neuronal plasticity. They give us a window during which these neurons can connect again because they have these cells that can that can rebuild these neural connections. So the great thing about when that happens in autism is that it, it returns the ability to learn new things to these patients. And I'm not just talking about learning language and things like that, but behaviors, uh, learning how to respond to certain stimuli, learning how to interpret uh, certain uh, inputs, so, so certain visuals, certain auditory signals, they, they can better learn how to interpret and how to respond to them. 
So that, that's where the key component of stem cell therapy in the case of autism resides. Okay, so it's taking stem cells from another patient and then injecting them into the patient of, of someone, like in this case, someone with autism. Um, and is it taking, like, healthier cells and injecting them into their bodies to then rebuild those cells? Is that how it works? No, no, and I'm actually glad you, you asked it like that because that's a common misconception. Okay. Uh, it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean that the cells are unhealthy. When, you know, patients okay. below, or parents, really, they think that, well, my son's or my daughter's cells aren't healthy. And, and in reality, that's that's not true because this child is still growing, so they're still using stem cells to create new new muscle and new bones and new everything. So the cells aren't unhealthy. The problem is right. that certain certain neuronal connections at the central nervous system level, they, they were lost. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to repair them. We could utilize somebody else's cells. That's what happens with cord blood and, and donor stem cells, and that is being used in certain places. Um, we here use autologous, which means that we use the cells derived from the same patient. And the okay. reasoning behind it for a condition such as autism is that just like I said, these aren't unhealthy patients. So it's not, that's why it's called a disorder and not a disease. These aren't unhealthy patients. Their cells have the ability to repair. So what better repair mechanism than the patient's own cells? But yes, after we have these cells and after we concentrate them, we, we, we direct them where we need them to go. Okay. So it's just, it's just taking cells from one part of the body and, and directing it into a part that maybe needs a little more attention exactly. or that could use exactly. a little more support. That's right. Okay. So what benefits might an individual with autism see from, from trying out stem cell therapy? What are well, some we, of the we, benefits you've seen some of your patients see? Exactly. We've seen, we've seen all across the board um, because it all depends on, on what condition the patient is in to begin with. But we've okay. had we've had patients who who weren't responding to being potty trained, and afterwards they can be potty trained. We've had patients who weren't verbalizing, and after therapy are now verbalizing. We've had patients who could only could only muster maybe single sentence, uh, single word sentences, and afterwards they're they're building more complex sentence structures, or they're following more complex instructions. It it really the way we explain this to parents is that it, it helps our patients consistently reach their next developmental milestones. Um, in terms of objective studies, we have seen that our patients improve on average 10 to 12 ATEC points uh, on the scale. So when we have patients who have a baseline ATEC score, we see an improvement of 10 to 12 points on average. Now, what that means clinically or in, or in practice to different patients is, is very different because, like I said, some parents right. already have no problem with a, with a child verbalizing, while for others it's it's their big issue. Okay, so there's definitely you know a, somewhat of a spectrum of the different benefits, maybe specific to each child. Exactly, exactly, and, and we that's that's why we we take the time to really study each case, and and we discuss them with the parent. So it's not the same conversation we have with with the parent of a child who's. Whose, whose son or daughter cannot is, isn't verbal than the conversation right. we have with, with parents who have children with completely different problems or who, with a child who cannot get potty trained or with a child whose major problem is, is, is aggressive behavior. It's, it's very different with each one of them. 
Absolutely. And, and that's what I love about um, the World Stem Cells Clinic and, and your approach to treating patients is that it is very individualized. And, you know, we at, at Generation Rescue, you know, we believe that, you know, it's not a one size fits all for every child. When you, you know, we love the quote, um, when you meet one child with autism, you've met one child with autism because they're so different and it's such a spectrum. Um, so I like that your approach is very individualized and you take time to get to know the patient versus just trying to mask um, a general symptom that uh, most children will probably uh, face. Yeah, exactly. And, and another thing that I, I'd like to add to um, is that we we like to spend the time because we feel that it's necessary. We like to spend the time as physicians talking to the parents because we don't sell stem cell uh, you know, we don't sell stem cells. We design specific therapies. And the stem cell infusion is a very crucial, if you want, but it's just a piece of our five-day therapy. Um, and, and that's why it's very important for us to really get to know a patient before we consider him or her a candidate. And then afterwards, it's also very important for us to really take our time to answer all the patient's questions, all their parents' questions, uh, figure out, help them understand what kind of benefits they can expect from the therapy, what are the limitations of a therapy such as this, because there also are limitations. I know that it, it may sound like it's miraculous, but it really isn't. Um, it's, it's very good. It's, it's a great breakthrough, but it's not, it's not just a magic pill. I love that. So how long does how long would a pa- how long do patients typically um do stem cell therapy before they start to see benefits? Well, um we've seen patients who start improving the very next day after therapy. Um I'd love to say that that was because of the cells in reality it's something called the paracrine effect because together with the cells, we also use the patient's own growth factors and cytokines, and we combine the whole thing and create special infusions. And, and these infusions will also help in other areas, such as uh, the inflammatory response, the immune response, gastrointestinal issues. So parents start seeing, in a lot of the times, improvement on their, on their children right away. Um, however, the, the most important results or the most important difference we notice is it's very gradual. So throughout the first four to eight months, we consistently see new things, new behaviors. What's what's really rewarding about something like this is that parents can really see how their kids are able to learn again. They don't they don't face this frustration of sending them to therapy and, and seeing all these weeks of therapy go by and and they really don't see much of a of an improvement or, or a progress. Um, and, and with stem cell therapy afterwards, they have been able to do this because they continue with their therapy. The only difference is that now their brain can create these neural connections that are necessary for them to learn that behavior. So it's, it's a gradual process. We see, we've seen improvements up to, up to a year afterwards. And the great thing is that even once we're no longer getting further improvements, whatever we reach, we're going to keep for life. Wow, I like that. Okay, so now we have a few questions from um, from some of the, the mommy warriors and, and daddy warriors mm-hmm. out there in our community. Um, they've sent in some questions for you, okay, Dr. Gutierrez? That's, that's our, great. Our first question comes from Caroline, and Caroline wants to know what the difference is between stem cell therapy and gene therapy. Okay, um, everything. 
they're, they're <laughs> two completely different approaches. Um, stem cells stem cells don't so much cure as they as they heal. They repair. So the stem cells are, are a repair mechanism. They're the cells that go in and and they rebuild whatever's injured for whatever reason. And when I talk injury, I mean it can be an inflammatory response. It could be an immunological issue that we created ourselves. It could be an infectious disease. Anything that needs to be repaired at a cellular, tissular level, um, it's the stem cells that are going to repair. Gene therapy, on the other hand, gene therapy is designed to reach the DNA, the genes inside the DNA of each one of these cells and change them. What's so important about these genes? Well, in, in very, very, very simplified terms, these genes, imagine, they're, they're the, the blueprints of everything that the cell needs to build in, old, in order to survive. So we know that when one of these blueprints is damaged, the result is going to be a defective uh, product, whether it is a protein, whether it is a different molecule, whatever it is that that gene is supposed to codify, codify for, it's going to be damaged. So gene therapy is designed to go in there and repair that uh, or, or replace that, uh, that damaged blueprint so that in return, the products from the codification of that, of that gene are now or are no longer defective. So as you can see, these are these are two completely different approaches. Right. There is a genetic component to autism. Uh, so once gene therapy is ready for prime time, uh, that is definitely another avenue worth exploring. All right. Our next question comes from Cindy, and Cindy wants to know, how do I know if my child even needs this type of therapy? Well, I'm going to be very... Um, straightforward with this one. If uh, Cindy's listening to this podcast, your, your child probably needs it or can't benefit from it. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like saying that somebody needs this, especially when we're right. talking about autism, because it, the reality is it's not, it's not something that they need. I like to, when we're talking in terms of medicine, when a patient needs something, it means that the, their life is in danger otherwise. Right. And, and that's not the case here. Uh, however, if, if, if a parent of an autistic child sees that they're no longer achieving any improvements with therapy, with dietary approaches, with biochemical approaches, it is it is definitely worthwhile checking out uh, a, a different approach like stem cell therapy. Now, keep in mind that stem cell therapy is only designed to complement all these other things. It's not supposed to replace any of them. Uh, as a matter of fact, part of our therapy is uh, encouraging parents to continue with these behaviors and maybe in a slightly different way after therapy, but that's what's going to help them be able to take advantage of these neural connections that, that we are delivering with, uh, with stem cells. Okay. Adam wants to know why hasn't stem cell therapy been approved in the U S yet? That is a great question. Um, <laughs> by the way, if, if I get, if I get really, if I get, too technical in some of these answers. Keep in mind that most of the time I'm talking to doctors and academics. So if I get too technical, please do let me know. Um, in, the, in, in this one, there's no there's no risk of getting too technical. I think there are several reasons. I don't. I'm not a I'm not a proponent of conspiracy theories, so I'm not going to go into that area of the whole you know pharma and and, and all those things. Uh, right. But what happens is that stem cells, as we've been discussing so far is a very, very big field. We're talking embryonic stem cells. We're talking adult stem cells. We're talking certain applications have been proven to be safe. Certain applications haven't proven to be safe. Um, unfortunately, there are also other places that are taking advantage of, of, of patients 
and uh, offering them treatments that aren't fully safe for them. So what the FDA has been doing in this regard is that they have been very, very strong in regulating this. You can go onto clinicaltrials.gov and you're going to find hundreds of clinical trials going on all throughout the U.S. with stem cells um, for many different conditions, cardiovascular issues, uh, even some cancer, um, autoimmune disease. Several things are being trialed right now. So they eventually will be, um, will be possible. Why do we do them here, and especially for autism? because the regulations here in Cancun, in Mexico, uh, allow us, or, or it's different. We don't have to prove that it is effective for each thing. We have to prove that it is safe and that, you know, it is, it is given positive results. We're not putting anyone in danger. Uh, we are we're giving positive results, but we don't have to do all this long-term follow-ups. If somebody asks me, which they have, well, what's going to happen in 15 years down the road with the, if I do stem cells? I really don't know because we still don't have 15 years doing this. This is something that is very, very, very brand new. But think about it this way. What's going to happen in 15 years if you don't do something different? And that's the option that we're allowing uh, parents in to, to take. You know, you just have the, you just have another option. Okay. Well, hopefully it will be approved soon, and, you know, many more people can, can access it here in the U.S. as well. It definitely will be. I mean, it's 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 going down that road, um, but it's just it's just different uh, the requirements in different areas. So eventually, it probably will be. Like I said, there's there's many other things which I don't really want to get into in terms of, of political interests and, and some of the things, um, but it eventually will be. Well, yes, and I love the optimism. Our next question comes from Jen. And Jen wants to know, um, will this therapy help with speech and behavioral issues? My son is eight and very behind in speech and has terrible meltdowns. Is this something that would be helpful for us to try? Uh, what do you okay. think, Dr. Gutierrez? Yes. Uh, probably yes. Uh, now, keep in mind, whenever I say yes or, or anything like this, uh, it doesn't automatically mean that, sure, we have the answer. It means that, you know what, yes. this is definitely an, an area that you should explore. And we'll be happy to to do a full consultation and determine if if, the, if if your son is a candidate and all those things. However, from what I hear, let me actually share with you a, a story of a patient that we had, and uh, he was also eight. And um, they've given us permission to share this, so I can tell you that his name is Andrew. And Andrew was also nonverbal at the age of eight. And after therapy, him and him and his mom moved to Ecuador. They're originally from South Carolina, I believe, or somewhere around there, and they moved to Ecuador. Uh, I don't exactly know why, um, but it turns out that a year later when they came back, Andrew wasn't only speaking English, he was also speaking some Spanish because the nanny and the people that were taking care of him while his mom was working only spoke Spanish. So what what is this saying? It doesn't mean that stem cell will make your child bilingual. It just means that <laughs> we have we have seen we have seen that with the correct stimuli, the children will be able to learn how to, how to you know, will be able to learn new behaviors, whether it is verbalizing or whatever their next milestone is. Keep in mind, that's the key aspect with the adequate follow-up and the adequate, um, you know, stimulation after the therapy. The, the cells don't work on their own. We need to, to, to complement with, with certain behaviors. Okay. Well, there you go, Jen. Look into it, and, and we wish you all the best. 
Our next question comes from Crystal. And Crystal wants to know, will you be giving out resources for how to find stem cell clinics at the Dallas Summit, at the Autism Education Summit later this month in Dallas? Are you going to be giving out um, some info on how to how to access this therapy? You know, I actually hadn't thought about it, but I think that is a great thing to do. Um, yes, I'll be I'll be happy to put together um, or to dedicate at least a couple of minutes of my talk. Plus, I'm going to be there for the entire weekend, so you can just stop by and ask me. But I'll make sure to to dedicate a few minutes of of, of my talk to let you know what we think. Are the are are the most important aspects for you to look out for when selecting a stem cell clinic? All right. Well, I know I'm definitely looking forward to it. Stem cells. Um, it's it's something that I just started reading about when you started blogging for Generation Rescue, and now I'm I'm excited. So I know Good. I will definitely and, be looking forward to that. And let us know if uh, if more parents after this interview goes live and after the summit, if there's more parents who have questions. Our, our number one priority is to educate patients on this. If after that they decide and we determine that, that their, their kids are good candidates, then great. But our number one priority is to stop the misinformation going around. So I'll be happy to address as many questions as you guys have. Absolutely. Our next question comes from Gloria, and Gloria wants to know um, what other treatments might be best to do with stem cell therapy. Are there any um, specific treatments you maybe recommend that would complement stem cell therapy? Well, like I said, we don't we don't recommend patients stopping or parents stopping uh, any sort of, of behavioral and occupational therapy afterwards. Those are actually really good. Speech therapy are really good. Keep in mind that what the stem cells really do at the level of the central nervous system is they allow these connections to be to be made again. So we need to stimulate patients in any which way we can, from something as simple as changing the way their rooms are arranged maybe and have their bed face a different way and change the order of their drawers to different therapists or to different kinds of, 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 uh, of verbal uh, or of speech therapy. So all of these all of these therapeutic approaches afterwards, they're phenomenal. Um, we also don't take over the patient's treatment. So if, if your physician is already seeing the patient for for chelation or for any kind of biomedical approach or anything like that, those do not need to be stopped. The only thing that we do recommend and always, 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 only if the physician, the treating physician is okay with it that we recommend is stopped for a couple of months after therapy, after stem cell therapy, is hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And okay. the reason is if, 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 we, if, we, if we take away the oxygen from our stem cells, they're not going to be able to repair and rebuild as well as they, as they normally can. After a couple of months, you can restart those, no problem. All right. Well, good luck, Gloria. Um, Dr. Gutierrez, for patients that want to try stem cell therapy for their children, um, where can they go to learn more about it? Or where can okay, they well, go I, if they have more questions about it? Good. I can only give you, um, because that's the only clinic that I really know about, I give you our info, and uh, yeah, that's worldstemcellsclinic.com. Uh, worldstemcellsclinic.com, as well as our Facebook page, which is facebook.com uh, slash worldstemcellsclinic. And um, I'm sure that you guys will will add a link in in your page. Every uh, something very important. 
all the patient consultations. So we we do we determine if a patient is candidate through an online medical form. Uh, I do email correspondence with parents as time allows. Uh, either myself or one of our attending physicians will always spend time with the parents once we determine his or her child is a is a suitable candidate. And all of that process is completely free of charge. There's no need for you to be worried about payments or anything like that uh, for just for a consultation. So it's just it's just in in the best case scenario, it's just a second opinion. So we'll be happy to provide that for you. Like I said, our our number one focus right now is to spread good information. So feel free to just email us or or request a consultation on our website. We'll be happy to address those. Perfect. I love it. All right. Well, everybody needs to go and visit worldstemcellclinic.com and visit their Facebook page. Feel free to email into their team and send in any questions that you have. Dr. Gutierrez, is there um, a Twitter handle that people can tweet questions to? Yes, that is WSCC underscore EN. So World Stem Cells Clinic underscore English. Um, So WSCC underscore EN. And um, it's not always... It's not always me who answers those, but both the Facebook page and the Twitter account. Sometimes I do log in, and, and if I can beat Susie or patient coordinator to it, I will answer personally some of those questions. All right. Well, there you go. You can tweet Dr. Gutierrez or his team. You can follow them on Facebook, visit their website. He'll be speaking at the Autism Education Summit in Dallas, September 25th through the 27th. Um, and we we can't wait. Thank you so much, Dr. Gutierrez, for for being here today and for um, coming to chat autism with our community. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And like I said, any questions or anything, we will be more than happy to address those. Great. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will be back next month with Chat Autism with the Experts. Bye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.